Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm your host, Ariana Bravo, and this is the Autosport Podcast. It may be a circuit that Mercedes have a strong track record at, but Max Verstappen was the force to be reckoned with today as he secured his second pole position of the season. In Q3, after the first runs, Max did enough to take provisional pole nearly four tenths ahead of his title rival, Lewis Hamilton. And when it came around to the second runs, Hamilton set a purple first sector and did manage to set a time that was better than Verstappen's first flying lap, but it wasn't quite enough as Verstappen went fastest in sectors two and three and ultimately pulled together a lap that cemented the pole position for him with a one minute 29.99. Hamilton was two and a half seconds behind, followed by his teammate Valtteri Bottas, who despite looking stronger than Hamilton in practice sessions, couldn't quite get ahead of him in qualifying. And joining Bottas on the second row will be the second Red Bull of Sergio Perez. Carlos Sainz continued his strong performance this weekend, out-qualifying his teammate Charles Leclerc, who will line up P7 tomorrow, while the Alpha Tauri of Pierre Gasly will be splitting the two Ferraris in P6 tomorrow. Lando Norris qualified P8, followed by Fernando Alonso in P9, and Daniel Ricciardo rounding out the top 10. Esteban Ocon missed out on Q3 by a tenth and lines up P11 tomorrow with Sebastian Vettel in P12. Antonio Giovinazzi outqualified teammate Kimi Raikkonen for the fifth time this season and starts P13 alongside the Williams of George Russell. Meanwhile, it was a mixed day for Mick Schumacher today, who, for the first time in his F1 career, managed to put in a lap that gave him a spot in Q2, but Schumacher then crashed at turn six with less than 30 seconds on the clock, bringing out a red flag and the end of Q1. 
As a result, Nicholas Latifi, just two milliseconds behind teammate George Russell, was eliminated alongside Kimi Raikkonen and Nikita Mazepin. Lance Stroll was started disappointing P19 tomorrow, having had his time deleted for running wide at turn six, and then having his final run interrupted by the red flag from Schumacher's accident. Lining up last on the grid will be Yuki Tsunoda, who brought out a red flag within the first few minutes of the session after spinning off backwards and causing a premature end to his qualifying session. All in all, it was an exciting qualifying, once again ending with a head-to-head between Mercedes and Red Bull. And today I am joined by Autosports Grand Prix editor Alex Kalinorkas to delve into all of the action. Alex, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Ariana. Yes, um, and a really interesting qualifying session. And actually, you, you mentioned um, Max Verstappen only being his second pole position of the season. Well, I, obviously that that popped up immediately after he'd secured it. You know, post uh, post session, and I just I just thought that's that's incredible. You know, he's only had one other pole. It doesn't and that, that feel was in right, Bahrain. does it? No, because the Red Bull package is right up there with Mercedes in terms of being the class of the field. And just Max has just been involved every single time. He's led way more laps than anybody else. It just, I just sort of struck me as like, oh, I'd actually forgotten he'd only had one other pole in Bahrain. But, uh, but yeah, no, a, a good, a good session, um, a, an interesting result sets up um, what should be an intriguing race. I mean, I don't know what what to expect really it might just be no overtaking so if if people just want to celebrate the change of the fact that it's the red bull leading from start to finish that that might be enough but um but yeah you know it's just it's just interesting for the world championship because i think the fact that red bull is strong here as you say at a track where mercedes has dominated means it's really definitely in the hunt and and probably favorite you'd say at this point uh, to go on in the rest of the season but it's Lewis Hamilton, it's Mercedes. You just, you never count them out. Look how strong they've become since Bahrain testing when they were absolutely all at sea. So uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how things go tomorrow. Maybe it's not as nailed on for Verstappen as we think, but um, Hamilton definitely thought the Red Bulls looked stronger in the long runs. The times I'd seen suggested it was kind of the other way around. So yeah, could yet be a good race. Yeah, I was also surprised when I saw that stat about it being Max's second pole because it doesn't feel like it at all. He just feels like he's been so dominant this season alongside Lewis that it was strange when I when I saw that stat. Uh, as you mentioned, this is a track that Mercedes are typically dominant at. So what was it that actually went so right for Max today to allow him to grab that pole position because he was looking strong and people weren't expecting them to necessarily be quite as strong as he has been today. Verstappen and Red Bull laid down an absolutely stunning marker in FP3 when they topped that session by over seven mm-hmm. tenths of a second. That was that was seriously impressive. And I thought, well, if, if he's in pole by that margin, Mercedes really are in trouble that he's he's world champion already, yeah. if that's the real margin. Of course things of course things closed up, you know, when all the engine modes are running at their maximum in qualifying and things like that. But the real key thing is that Red Bull basically opted they, they were testing different rear wing levels. Have you seen them do this at several races this season? Obviously not most notably at Barcelona, which is the last normal track in inverted commas that F1 has been to since going to the two street circuits. And um, obviously they they fitted the sort of the slightly uh, slimmer, skinnier, you know, le- little bit less downforce option um, for FP3 in the race. And basically that meant that the Red Bull armed with what we already know is a very powerful Honda engine. It was basically a rocket ship in a straight line, which is which is really, really key to, to, to making gains on Mercedes where it had been a little bit slower uh, yesterday. So, um, so yeah, that, that was really the sort of the central uh, pillar to, to his time. But also just the fact that 
as the session progressed in qualifying, yeah, he just he just seemed to get stronger and stronger and stronger. He has, you know, he's, he's, he's talked before, and I asked him about this in, in the press conference, you know, he's talked before about how when it comes to getting Q, through Q2 on the mediums, which everybody did because the soft is, is just a qualifying tyre at Paul Ricard. They're, they don't want to touch it at all in the race tomorrow. Yeah. You know, Max said so that sort of, you know, you do, you, do, you sort of have to sort of build up again a little bit on the soft tyre. So I think, you know, that was something that, that's definitely tripped him up before and it didn't do on, on this occasion. So, you know, Valtteri Bottas, I think, was quickest in Q2 but that isn't phase for Stappen he comes out he absolutely nails the first run as you say Ariana Lewis Hamilton improved enough that Max did need to go faster he did need to make an improvement and he absolutely found that he said he was just sort of finding time at pretty much all the corners because you know he was getting used uh, used to things on the second run on the softs so um so yeah very 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 impressive today and that's one of the strengths we're seeing from the Red Bulls and Max specifically this season so far. He's able to really pull it out the bag across different circumstances. And that is so crucial and will make such a difference as the season goes on. Whereas we have seen Mercedes, you know, the street tracks, the street circuits, struggling a little bit more and just not being able to piece it together really in a way that's good enough at all. Of course, Baku was extremely unfortunate what happened with Lewis, but Max is really able to get that extra bit out of an already really strong car. And yeah, hats off to him for pulling off an impressive, impressive lap today to secure that pole. Lewis will be lining up next to him though. And as we've said, you can never count Lewis and the Mercedes out. He did say that he's found this weekend really difficult so far and he was really impressed with the fact that he was able to get that lap to put him P2. What is it specifically that the Mercedes are struggling with with this car and how is it presenting itself at this circuit? Well, I think basically it's the the problem that's been plaguing them throughout the year. It goes back to to getting the tires in the right window and getting things absolutely perfectly. Mm. It's obviously it's obviously not as bad as it was at the street circuits. I mean, particularly Lewis in in Monaco and, and Valtteri Bottas in in Baku. You know, they really really struggled with that. I just think they just find it difficult at every venue. It's much better here, much much better here. Clearly, but it's still they're still it's as Hamilton says. You know that they arrive at every venue and the car's going on the track and it's just they've got to work to it whereas I think in the past potentially that hasn't been such a significant factor what was really interesting was that he said that nothing was really working that's why he's found things so much of a struggle in terms of all the changes that they were making to the setup throughout practice and he basically said that they they sort of they they just went for it a bit, almost, almost implying it's a bit of a hit and hope make a change go back to almost how the car was set up exactly at the start of FP1 and he seemed to think that really helped him in qualifying and there was another another little tweak he made ahead of ahead of the final run in Q3 and that really made the difference when it came to um to finishing in front of Bottas because Bottas had been on the upper hand all weekend and ultimately the changes the Mercedes made the step that Hamilton was able to make very nearly got in pole position I mean it's still quite a big margin in terms of Verstappen's final margin but where Hamilton was it's 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 considerably mm. closer so yeah so um very impressive stuff uh, from 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 them but I think um yeah still still not happy I think they're still not happy in terms of how things are, you know, are, are, are working when it comes to applying the cars to different circumstances. And again, I know people get bored of it. Frankly, we get bored of writing about it, but it is all just down to the tyres and getting them to behave. And in terms of those tyre issues, are those issues that are more uh, present on this 2021 car or were they also an issue in the prior years but it's just that Red Bull weren't quite as close so weren't pushing them so much so we weren't seeing it as much of an issue because the car was just generally a stronger and more dominant car oh there's there, that's definitely the case that with Red Bull being closer any problem Mercedes has is, is just utterly exacerbated because it's, it's suddenly mm-hmm. in a fight with another team where, where it wasn't before but of course you know there are new tyre constructions for this year you know last year 
that that I think is is something that will really is almost forgotten that would favour the history of the Mercedes W11, which which we think Autosport is going to go down as one of the best F1 cars in F1 history. But of course, it was helped by the fact that the tyres stayed the same from 2019. So the teams didn't have to do yeah. all the learning all over again. You know, they could use exactly what worked the year before and apply it again. That's 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 just going to make things easier for everybody. That changed over the winter. You've got heavier tyres, stronger, stronger constructions, you know, used to try and avoid the failures that Pirelli encountered at the British Grand Prix. Uh, and I think Verstappen had the one didn't he in uh, Imola last year things obviously not perfect still as we've seen in Baku but you know the, the very specific circumstances that Pirelli is sort of alluding to with how things were being run you know and how or rather how the tyres were able to perform uh, once they'd left the garage um, at Red Bull and Aston Martin which obviously had those failures so yeah it's, it, you know and, and again the, the added complication with that is that the tyre pressure has gone up so again things are just different compared to you know how the teams were, were finding things say at Barcelona as I said on the last most recent recent normal track people I'm sure the readers we see it in the numbers after after a good few tire stories people just don't care about that but it is it is such a fundamental <laughs> thing fundamental thing that, uh, that all the teams are grappling with now as we've mentioned all of the top 10 will be starting on the mediums tomorrow now looking at race pace you've said that lewis said that the red bulls are looking good for race pace but actually the figures that we're seeing may suggest otherwise what are you thinking in terms of how tomorrow could play out do you think red bull will have the race pace to hold on to the lead and convert it into a victory or actually the the times that we're seeing the laps that we're seeing are suggesting that Mercedes might just have the edge when it comes to those longer runs yeah so speaking to to one of the teams after FP2 yesterday the indication was that Mercedes just had a slight edge just just a couple of attempts on average um over Red Bull but the, that, that that's just in the in the sort of the pure numbers you you know it's, it's almost like you know lies damn statistics you can make these things apply to anything because in actual fact the long run picture at Paul Ricard in FP2 yesterday was really complicated by traffic so for example Lewis Hamilton started off really strongly on his long run then he, his time his times just disappeared because he was getting caught up in traffic he wasn't happy with the balance of his car and then right at the end he delivered the, the fastest lap of his run after 10 laps so Mercedes is suddenly like, well, hang on a minute, actually, we're pretty strong. If, if that's the case, we just got a, you know, there was just a little bit in the middle they, they weren't quite so clear on. So he did have a deficit to, to Max Verstappen, but Valtteri Bottas was able to go faster. Now, we now know that he was running slightly different engine modes compared to everybody else at different points in the session yesterday. So that may explain that. So, yeah, it's all it's a very confusing picture. But what I would say is that, you know, with the, with the way we know things work at Paul Ricard, how difficult it is to overtake there in what is pretty sure going to be a one-stop race they'll start on the mediums as you say ariana and then go on to the hards don't see a lot of overtaking happening if things are, are, are super close um you know i don't think that the mercedes would have enough of a race pace advantage over red bull um you know to make overtaking easy but what will be really really interesting is how both teams uh, um you know how, how how things work out with the rear tires because that's what cost verstappen really badly in spain okay Mercedes played a strategic blinder, but it was, you know, the, the limits of the rear tyre wear were, were what were the problem for Red Bull there because Mercedes was just better. Hamilton thinks that Red Bull have made a step in terms of pure pace, but also we'll see if that trends translates into race pace tomorrow. But also the fact the tyre pressures have gone up, that means that blistering might be more of a problem. And we saw that in the 70th anniversary last year, the tyre pressures went up in front of the failures of the British Grand Prix. And which team was better? Red Bull. So it's, yeah, it could go either way. But the fact that Verstappen will start ahead will give him a massive advantage uh, in the race tomorrow. Now, looking at our second row, we have their teammates, Valtteri Bottas and Sergio Perez. Valtteri was looking strong all weekend, in fact, stronger than Lewis um, in the practice sessions. Couldn't quite convert it today when it really mattered. 
What did you make of his performance and also Checo's performance? Yeah, with Bottas, it was a funny one because he, you know, he said, oh, the car, the lap felt good. I just don't really, I'm really confused as to why I've ended up doing this time. He said he's pretty disappointed and that's, that's probably understandable. And I think maybe, maybe, maybe the, the setup, you know, he said that he hasn't been making all these different setup changes that, that Lewis was. So maybe it was just the change that Hamilton made has just, you know, allowed him to, to, to make the difference. And Bottas wasn't able to do that because he was still running in, in the same configuration as he largely had been throughout practice. But um, yeah, third place is still not a bad effort from from Bottas um, but when it comes to Perez again he, he admits it himself he made a mistake in his final run and he says he thinks that a front row lockout was possible for Red Bull so yeah I think it was turn 12 I think he just made a, a slight error there and that's that's what that's what made the difference he's not very far off um, off the front row at all so yeah that'll be disappointing for him because Hamilton's already said this in the press conference you know by starting second and third Mercedes has got a big strategic advantage that he can use to apply pressure to Verstappen so Will Perez, you know, not being up there with his teammate, will that come back to bite Red Bull again? Be interesting to see. Obviously, I'm afraid I have to mark him down slightly in my driver ratings, which I know people um, don't don't like because they don't they fail to remember about qualifying. But he's held his hands up. He said he's made a mistake, and obviously that will uh, that will cost him. But still, if Red Bull turn out to have the stronger package, maybe it'll be Perez applying pressure to uh, to Bottas and Hamilton, and that will uh, really shake things up for for Red Bull. Well, that's what I was about to say. That advantage that Mercedes have will depend on Bottas holding that position and also not being overtaken by Perez, which definitely could happen as well. Moving down the pack and looking at the Ferraris, Carlos Sainz has been on strong form this weekend and P5 is a solid qualifying result for him. Where was it that he was able to find time that Charles wasn't? Because Charles couldn't quite pull it all together. And usually, of course, he is incredibly strong um, when it comes to qualifying. Yeah, so Leclerc's explanation for this is that he's just struggling with the, with the front end. Basically, I think you heard him uh, heard him on the team radio during qualifying, sort of alluding to that, and that 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 really makes the difference. Actually, the gap between them, looking at it now in Q three, you know, it's only just over a tenth. That's actually much smaller than I was uh, when I was expecting it to be because science has just looked so strong all weekend. He's done he's done absolutely tremendously, and you know, it doesn't take anything away from his performance. But I'm just I'm actually impressed Leclerc got that close to him because he hasn't seemed happy. He hasn't seemed particularly quick, um, and yeah, just really really struggling you know to get the front end of the car to do exactly to do exactly what he wants but nevertheless science second time he's uh, he's out qualified Leclerc again it's interesting you know this is the first track that Formula One has been to where wind has been a real real factor in terms of unsettling the cars yes. we'll, come, we'll come on to talk about that with with Mick Schumacher and, and his crash in the Haas so that that was that was the reason why science beat Leclerc in Portugal the, the other time the season in this season that he'd done that in qualifying so I wonder whether Leclerc just struggles that little bit more when things get a bit changeable and a bit Bit, bit more unpredictable because science we know is a very adaptable driver so i mean that that may be completely wrong pie in the sky thinking but um but anyway just uh, putting two together that perhaps that explains uh, a little bit as well what's going on at ferrari yeah that's very interesting insight actually to consider now they are being split by the alfatari of pierre gasly in p6 that will be a welcome result for the fans here obviously at his home race while Sonoda will be down in P20 because he, of course, had his accident. Do you think that we're going to see Gasly battling it out with the Ferraris and potentially moving up the pack there? Or do you think that, like we've said, difficult with overtaking, he might not have enough to gain places? Yeah, that's going to be a really, really interesting fight tomorrow. Obviously, there's no what, what you'd normally find when you get to this this part of the grid is that everybody, you know, they'd start there'd be a different tyres compared to what the Mercedes and the Red Bulls are running. But everybody got through on the mediums because they were just like, no, we we cannot touch this uh, this soft tyre in the race. So yeah, Gasly's got an excellent chance because yeah, as we say, overtaking is difficult to pull a car. But don't forget, he's got a Honda engine and the Ferraris have got a Ferrari yeah. engine, of course. I mean. 
what a difference a few years makes but you know we've, we're armed with that you know power advantage because the ferrari engine as we still know is probably giving away around 20 brake horsepower to both the mercedes and the honda engines that could yet prove prove really important for gasly tomorrow he's looked strong all weekend um yeah i'm thoroughly impressed with gasly as i have been you know since um since i moved into this job at the start of 2020 and obviously he went back to that team and and just done so amazing since then he's just he's he's consistent with his with his excellence yeah you know maybe he's not maybe he's not fifth or maybe not grabbing that you know the occasional fourth like you know he has done at other points but that's still that's still a really really good result and then yeah sonoda in the other alpha tower just carried too much speed into that first corner hit the curbs too hard and it just swung the car around really really unfortunate they don't think it's caused any major damage though um but yeah just just not what he needed because you know the whole the whole thing about sonoda since bahrain is you know calm everything down cut out the errors and the performances will come and it's just another another thing to to, 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 to add to his woes but yeah just 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 one of those things just just a little bit too too hard trying at the first corner on his first flying lap teams said the, the you know the front end of the car was very very sharp at that point so it reacted wonderfully and then when he hit the curbs unsettled it and away he goes into the barriers really unfortunate for him because yeah he just needs a solid quiet weekend where he can just have a comfortable race perform well but it does seem to be one thing after another but it is glad it is good to hear that there doesn't seem to be any further damage Moving on to the McLarens, P8 and P10 with Lando Norris ahead. How do you? How are they feeling about that result today? It's not as high as they have sometimes achieved in qualifying, especially for Lando. But what have they said since the session, and what are their expectations for tomorrow? So yeah, with, with McLaren, just just lacking lacking that ultimate pace for both cars. Really, I think Norris sort of suggesting that maybe he could have found a little bit more time, but but not enough to make a difference. It's quite a big gap. It's nearly three tenths between Leclerc and Norris in seventh and eighth. So yeah, he might've been able to improve just that little bit, but he wouldn't have made ultimately a difference to his starting position. And then with Ricardo, you know, he had quite an interesting Q2 in that he was in danger of getting eliminated. So they sent him out on the soft tyres and were like, right, you just need to use this as extra insurance but nobody improved enough and they were able to you know call him off and he backed off and he will start on that advantageous tyre and again I think you know he he's in a very similar position to his teammate thinks that just a just a few little things he could have gone a tenth or two more but not really enough maybe that would have got him ahead of Alonso who's starting ninth but um but yeah McLaren just just not fast or not fast enough you know they do seem to be a little bit of a step back compared to Ferrari which obviously they are fighting very closely in the championship so um so yeah 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 a surprisingly disappointing day, I think, McLaren, is probably how they'd sum that up. Yeah, definitely is. Fernando Alonso, you mentioned, starting P9 tomorrow, splitting the McLarens. But of course, Esteban Ockham will be just outside of the top 10, P11, so he will always have the choice of starting tyres tomorrow. Do you think we will see anything interesting from Esteban Ockham when it comes to the tyre choice, or do you think that he will opt to follow in the same footsteps as, you know, the top 10? Well, the only the only thing that Alpine could do with Ocon is to start him on the hards and run him longer, and then if mm-hmm. you get if their safety car appears, then you know he 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 would gain you know by you know by 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 that by being able to um you know have a have a pit stop that doesn't last as long. So yeah, that would be the only logical thing. There's no there's no chance they'll start him on the softs, but probably likely that they'll 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 go with the mediums as well. I think you know that would that that would just that would just make it slightly more sense you know maybe it will see some of the cars further back starting on the hards and just trying a sort of conscious strategy but then but then again 
maybe it is more sensible to split your cars considering they're starting so close together and you might be able to beat one or maybe even both of the McLarens home. Um, but yeah, Ocon just undone by the, the running the medium tyres in Q2. That was, he just, just wasn't able to find the time. And it is, it is, dif- it is difficult for the drivers. I was talking to um, Dave Robson, uh, Williams Engineering uh, Trackside Engineering uh, sort of director, basically saying that, you know, they the two compounds just require such different management, particularly with the soft being a qualifying tyre, one lap tyre here. Just slower, different, different kinds of outlaps, getting them into different temperature windows is really, really tricky. And just jumping back and forth is not very easy. So that's what costs Ocon. Um, Alonso been pretty, pretty, pretty impressive all weekend, to be honest. I think um, Alpine looked faster in practice. I think the other cars have uh, probably stepped up towards where that, that car was. But, um, but nevertheless, another key three result, splitting the McLarens, pretty good for Alonso. Now, conscious of time, I want to touch on Lance Stroll and also Mick Schumacher. So starting with Lance Stroll, what was it that went wrong for him? Of course, we saw the fact that he didn't manage to set a time that was good enough at all. Just talk us through what went wrong there for anyone that might not have seen the session. Yes, essentially, it all all starts to go wrong for Lance Stroll um, just after the Yuki Tsunoda red flag, because that happened very, very early in in Q1. That didn't didn't really impact anybody apart from, you know, it meant that teams were eating up tyres so for example it did have a little impact on Williams because it meant they had to use um, three new three new sets of softs so George Russell had to use a scrubbed set when he got through to uh, to Q2 at the start there um, but with, uh, with with Stroll basically once he's back on track after the uh, after the first red flag just runs a little bit too wide through to the exit of turn six which ahead of FP3 the FIA said right we're going to step up and police that for track limits and you saw the cars yeah. just ever so slightly going the wrong side of the white line that is you know the Aston Martin comes out and say oh he didn't gain any time well FIA are doing that for a reason at that point so yeah lost his time which would have been easily comfortably enough to get him through I think even in the top 10 in Q1 yeah. um, but it's, it's just one of those things as he said you know it's just it's just not my day I think he says to his engineer just not our day because then when he goes again has enough time to do two laps but just sort of doesn't just doesn't nail the first one wants to go again the team like yep well you haven't got another choice step on it get on it and then unfortunately a second red flag in q1 because mick schumacher crashes so that wipes out any chance of lance stroll starting his best time is well over two minutes when you know um on the lap that he'd uh, he'd abandoned so yeah he's, he's been obviously given permission to start the race because he is outside the 107 percent rule but if you've shown good enough pace in practice you're going to start same with Sonoda so they'll start 18th and 19th and yeah with Mick Schumacher just said you know just just trying too hard carrying too much speed through that turn six which is a long uh, long right hander that then feeds into the sort of the, the kink of the left that goes onto the main straight at Paul Ricard and um, has been quite difficult for a lot of the drivers that is why you know ideally you wouldn't edge out over that 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 white line if you, if you could help it because you know you get your time deleted and he just yeah just happened he did suspect as I sort of alluded to earlier that maybe a gust of wind might have caught him out yeah. um, but it's quite a big quite a big impact the team doesn't know at this stage whether it's going to have to change his gearbox um, so that obviously eliminated Schumacher I mean it's kind of like Leclerc and Monaco it, 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 mm-hmm. it ensured his first ever Q2 progression in his Formula 1 career but that's pretty disingenuous he's sort of he's been like oh you know it's a mixed day well it's not really a mixed day Mick because the positive thing only came about because of the bad thing but I do I because of the, the negative that. thing yeah it's, it's fair enough it's fair enough but it's a bit like why Leclerc couldn't really feel like he could celebrate in Monaco because you know he, something bad had gone wrong um, so yes that's why he ends up 15th but um, but yeah unfortunate just another another rookie incident but then you know as he said the car is just quite sensitive to wind that sort of thing it's mm. a bit bit of a struggle for the house drivers just to wrap up do you have anything in particular that the we and the sh- and the listeners should be looking out for tomorrow and do you have any predictions yeah, one thing to look out for, um, which is the the classic almost Formula One thing, is will rain play 
a part in in, in the yes. outcome of the race tomorrow and actually, lots think, of drivers are wishing for it <laughs> and but a lot of drivers are mentioning it which makes me think that perhaps it is a very realistic possibility and i think that the, the main thing is i don't think it's going to rain during the race but it's going to rain ahead of the start so how close that is to the start you know it's like in Imola, you know it rained ahead of the start most of the race wasn't actually raining so if it's just for the start it could be absolute chaos that'd be a very very interesting race i think max verstappen is still the favorite because of how he performed at Imola. um but yeah if that's you know earlier in the morning it still washes away the rubber you know it could it could yet have an impact so that's one thing to to keep an eye on see if it comes true often in formula one there is no, people talk about rain and obviously it never arrives um but yeah in terms of predictions i think with that pace um and with the with the strength he's shown so far this year i think verstappen is the favorite but it's lewis hamilton don't count him and his tire management out on the fact that 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 both mercedes cars are ahead of perez so we could be in for another sort of spanish grand prix type affair if if mercedes ultimately does have a stronger race pace and they're pressuring verstappen but because of the the challenge of passing at paul ricard maybe they're going to have to gamble on strategy again to get the victory so that's kind of a prediction there i think yeah a little bit we'll take that we'll take that Let's see how it all unfolds. Another exciting qualifying session. And I'm hoping that tomorrow delivers a an exciting race as well. I know sometimes people find this it's like a little bit boring, but I'm going to be optimistic here. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. As always, everyone listening, let me know who your money is on to win. Message me at Ariana Bravo F1 on Instagram or Twitter. And that's all from us today. But on Autosport Plus right now, we have a range of articles that you can read. Alex Kalanorkos, you've just heard from him, and he has written about how Ferrari has got its recovery plan working. David Mauscher Lopez writes on the winners and losers of IndyCar so far. And there is a great piece on why Albon has his work cut out in the new look DTM. New subscribers who sign up today can use the promo code PODCAST during checkout to save 50% off their first payment. Go to autosport.com forward slash plus, click sign in at the top of the page, use the promo code PODCAST and get yourself that 50% off. Thanks for listening as always, and we'll be back with our extended podcast after the race tomorrow. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. You don't need a reason when the one and only hot and melty sausage McMuffin with egg is just two fifty. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.